calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. (laughs) This is our weekly uh, mini episode. Sorry that we didn't get one out last week. We apologize. We were really busy. Keegan was out of town. I was out of town. I was dying. Yeah, basically. It was all, a thing. All the things. All the things were happening. All good things. All bad things. Um, so this is the episode where we kind of discuss uh, things that are in the news. And because we missed a whole week and because, weirdly enough, I've been getting people sending me things, like I articles to read about. Why don't which, people send me that shit? I don't know. <laughs> send things to Madigan, too, because I get overwhelmed. Um <laughs> But or just use something to me. Be like, I can't do this. Madigan, can't. help. Um, but so I do have quite a few things to bring up this week. Uh, I think I'm only going to bring up a couple of them because then there's kind of an issue that I wanted to talk about at the end. It's a surprise for you. Good. All of this is going to be a surprise for me because I did very little research for this well, mini episode. Well, you have, I'm sure you'll have plenty to talk about. I'm sure I will. Um, Keegan's just going to run it and then I'm going <laughs> to glide on her coattails, which I feel like I do a lot. Anyways. No. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the terrible shit first. Right? Okay, cool. Let's I feel do like it. we kind of have that. We well, do that. We should. Um, we can't talk about it last. It just leaves us all feeling awkward. And we're just sitting in a, in a closet. And we're like, hey, sad. fuck everything. Yeah. The world is now shit. We're, we're crying into our wine glasses in a closet. <laughs> um, Okay, so this was something that a friend of mine, Imari uh, Stout... Love her. ...who is lovely, um, she sent me this in a text message, and she sent me this article from CNN. It came out on March 8th. Today is March 11th, um, and it is... The headline is, A teacher tells his class not to date African Americans because they're not worth it. Mm. Um, I'm just going to read the beginning of this. A Florida teacher has been suspended after his school district concluded he repeatedly used the N-word in class Uh -uh. and told his 7th and 8th graders not to date African Americans because they are not worth it, among other violations. Wait, what state was this? In Florida. Yo, I have a Florida thing, too, that you just reminded me. This could just be the Florida episode. But it's a a white supremacist teacher. Yeah, this could just be the Florida episode. Cool, let's do it. Um, David Swinyar, who says he is white in his personnel file, teaches math at 
at Kernan Middle, Middle School in Jacksonville. The school has 1,148 students, 22.6% of whom are African American. Mm. So he has, okay, so he's quoted as saying, if your boyfriend says bad things, and trigger warning, we're going to use the N word here. Um, if your boyfriend says bad things to you and or treats you wrong, that means he's acting like a nigger, Swinier <gasps> said, according to student testimony. You all should not be dating all these different African-American boys because they are not worth it. And um, he goes on to say a lot of other really um, terrible things, basically saying that if his daughter was dating an African-American, he would beat him up. Um, and Imari, Jesus Christ. Imari sent me this. So this is a call to action. Because she contacted the superintendent about mm-hmm. him being allowed to, uh, this teacher being allowed to stay on teaching. Because mm-hmm. to me, that is an unsafe learning environment mm-hmm. for every African-American who's in that class, every African-American I mean, who teaches there. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like it's even unsafe for the for people who aren't African-Americans because it's teaching them things that are going to be harmful in their future years. Yes. For everybody, I mean, in the long run, the black and, community is what's going to be hurt. But well, it's like, everyone. It's just, yeah, it's, it's detrimental to everyone. Ugh. He shouldn't be in a position to um, be teaching our students. No. You know, and a, a wide variety of different races. No. But, so, Imari, being who she is, did call the school. Love it. Um, and talked to the secretary, and the secretary, who is an African-American secretary, basically said that her opinion didn't matter, and that it was the policies that mattered, and they couldn't get rid I'm of him. I'm so glad she was so candid. And yeah, like, she, she's truthful. like, my my opinion doesn't matter. The superintendent, who I think is also African-American, his opinion doesn't matter. Because wow. of basically what the school's policies are, they can't get rid of him. Which to <gasps> me is insane. So she did share this with me and said, if you want to contact the superintendent yes. of this school and express your um, displeasure with this decision yeah. and and tell them how wrong you think it is, the office phone number is, get out your pens and pencils, ladies and gentlemen, 904-390-2115, or you can uh, email them at willisp, so W-I-L-L-I-S, the letter P, at duvalschools.org. So Duval is D-U-V-A-L schools.org. So again, that's willisp at duvalschools.org. So, um... I thought that was really cool that Imari sent that to me and definitely something I that, that I care about yes. and is horrifying. So, Well, do you want to hear something very similar? Absolutely. I do have something, guys. Okay, so a middle school teacher in Florida who has admitted hosting a white nationalist podcast has hell? been removed from her classrooms as officials investigate whether she is really a racist. What do you mean? Is she... <laughs> Look, man, if she hosts a white nationalist podcast, she's a racist. Like, do we need to dissect this? It says officials at the Citrus County School District, about 80 miles north of Tampa, Florida, said that they were made aware of the podcast called Unapologetic last week after being contacted by HuffPost. The news website reported on Saturday that the teacher, Diana Volitich, was connected to the podcast. Although the podcast and Twitter account, which Miss Volitich operated under the pseudonym Tiana Delachov. Um, I'm sorry. You have a pseudonym, but you're unapologetic. <laughs> you can't be both those things. Either, either own it or don't. You know what I I'm saying? You. You're apologizing. Yeah. Appeared to have been taken off the internet and HuffPost report included a recording of the podcast and screenshots of tweets sent. Um, she argues that science has proved that certain races are smarter than others and brags about preaching white hey. nationalism in her classroom. Hey. Fuck off. <laughs> 
your shit. <laughs> and then she hides it from the administrators and tweets she makes references to horrors of hashtag Islam attacks the concept of white privilege and says it isn't hateful or supremacist to prefer your own people over others. She admitted to using the pseudonym on social media and on her podcast, but insisted she was not a white nationalist. She said she had not allowed her political beliefs to seep into the classroom yet. What? So as you read this more, she talks, she's part of this community where, like, other teachers who are white supremacists who talk about getting their point of view into the classroom and, like, how she does it and, like... That should scare the shit out of every single person of color. Every person. Yeah. But in particular, every person of color... Who has children who are in school? And yeah. what we what did we just say on our episode on Monday? Um, your worldview, whether or not you intend it to, is going to color everything about your life. If you are a teacher and you are a racist and a white supremacist, you can say, I don't let it color what I'm doing in the classroom. But you yeah. 100% do. Of course you do. Yeah, and she's she's trying to say that it's satire. I, this is more of a... Bullshit. Um, yeah, oh no, it's complete bullshit. Yeah, she... It goes on to talk a lot about how she, in, in these kind of like chat rooms, discusses the kind of the ways that she is able to encourage her beliefs upon her students and how she feels that she's doing a, a public service. And, oh. Yeah. I'm always way more sassy during these mini episodes. We've had like a good amount of wine at this point and it's just like I I, ha- I have no fucks to give at no. this point. Um, I've run out of chill. <laughs> I've completely run out of chill. She's just pure hot now. I'm just pure, like my body is just one bag of red wine at this point. <laughs> bag. I like how it's a bag. It's a bag of wine. Not a bottle. It's just a bag. No, Don't because put I, your wine on your I, phone. It's going to slip and fall. I think about my body. It's a like, my body's just like a skin bag. So it's just a skin bag full of wine at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need to take better care of my skin bag. It's super dehydrated. It's all saggy it's just like shit leather at this point. At this point. Yeah. Like, it's like a saggy all leather All the tannins skin. from the tea and the coffee that I drink yeah. is drying it, out yeah. my skin bag. Oh, no. It's not my skin um, <laughs> <laughs> So if we want to continue down this path of Florida is terrible. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, 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 no. This, this is not a Florida is terrible thing. This is a Florida tried to do something decent but, thing. But Keegan is a bag of red wine right now. So yeah, she's so gonna say everything. Whatever horrible. comes out of my mouth, I'm sorry, Florida. Look, man, we get it. It's not it's not you. But it is you. <laughs> so th- this actually is Florida trying to do something good and the NRA being what the NRA is, which yep. is absolute garbage. Garbage. Okay, I do have to say though, Florida has some great teens. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're going to have a whole episode. We were talking about having a whole episode on millennials and Generation Z and how we get a, like, we're millennials and then there's a generation after us that's Generation Z and both of us, I feel like, get a lot of heat. Yeah. But we shouldn't. And we want to, we want to break, we're rad. We're rad, we're bad, we're mad. I tell people that all the time. They're like, they'll, they'll not want to claim that they're that they're millennials. And I'm like, I proudly claim that I'm a millennial because I'm not buying into all this shit that we're like, shitty or entitled or lazy or any of that stuff and i think actually we're really inclusive we're rad we're pushing for social change and so is generation z so on that note (laughs) and continue so the national rifle association also known as the rifle did i say that national rifle association rifle no i my hearing is horrible um also known as the nra filed a lawsuit 
over Florida gun control laws. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this article came out on March 9th, I want to say. And um, the National Rifle Association filed a federal lawsuit over gun control legislation Florida Governor Rick Scott had signed, saying it violates the Second Amendment to raise the age to buy guns from 18 to 21. That violates the Second Amendment. Show me receipts! Yeah, I want the receipts. You need to tell me where in the Constitution it says that the right to own a gun needs to happen when you're 18 years old. You need to tell me that. So the lawsuit came just hours after Governor Scott, a Republican, signed the compromise bill on Friday afternoon. Lawyers for the NRA uh, want a federal judge to block the new age restriction from taking effect. I don't know what that means. Um, Hmm. The new legislation raises the minimum age to buy rifles from 18 to 21, extends the three-day waiting period for handgun purchases to include long guns because, duh, um and because duh like no i'm just laughing at your face and like the whole because i was gonna say fucking duh but then i was just so maybe rain in duh rain in the the fucks yeah all the fuck (laughs) so it extends the three-day waiting period for handgun purchases to include long guns Mm -hmm. and bans bump stocks that allow guns to mimic fully automatic fire which is what happened in um las vegas it's good luck for you. Thanks. I have all of my hair in front of my face. Um, you're hiding behind it because the world is shit. Um, <laughs> it's my shield. It also creates a so-called guardian program that enables teachers and other school employees to carry handguns. Stop. I, that's, like, the thing that is enraging me so much. It's because so freaking stupid. I was talking... Chris and I had... We always have these conversations in the car. It's funny. Like, we're always, like, on our way to something fun, and we get into these, like, serious conversations. And lately, it's been well, a lot about gun control. The personal is political. Yeah. You know and what I'm saying? The, but, wait. No. Political the, is personal? That, but Both that, of those no, things. but that one's going to be... Because usually the mini-shows we do are going to be out before... Yeah, but this time we did it in order. <sighs> good. I love yeah. it. Okay. So what she said. Chris brought up a really good point that he's like, what if like a teacher has a really bad day? Yeah, and, and that this, gun this out? is something we've or, discussed before too. Yeah. Or what if the have we oh, on our brain. last on our last mini episode we yeah, talked about or that. Or like what if what if a, a a student gets a hold of it? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Well, and also and like you're also <laughs> it's gonna cost more money to train all these teachers in guns. And here's the thing that I didn't think about before but I saw people posting about and then I was like, yeah you know, Philando Castile was a teacher who was also a licensed gun owner. Yeah. And he, him saying he had a gun in the vehicle got him shot and killed. Yeah. You know, so you have to also extend this to minority teachers or black yes. teachers. Do you want to be the one holding that gun when the police come in? No. No. No, you Like, don't. how are they supposed... How are the police supposed to distinguish between a good guy with a gun and a bad guy with a gun? Yeah. Have you heard about Shelter in Place? No. Shelter in Place, I put a video up on my Facebook, and maybe I can put it up on Twitter. Um, it's basically these shelters that are being built in classrooms that can fit... Um, a ton of... It can fit an entire classroom, if not two, and they can all evacuate and get into the room within 30 seconds. Um, It's a safe room, and they use it on a day-to-day basis as, like, a quiet reading place. Like, look at the inside. Uh It's, like, pretty... It's pretty spacious, and it's a place... It's But it's a panic room. It's a panic room. It's basically... It's bulletproof. It's things like that, but there's also a a TV screen, or screen, I guess, in the room where there's a camera that you can see outside. So they can, like, ensure that... 
it makes me sad. It's because sad, but it's actually I, I, a really no, good thing. No, I'm, I'm so happy it exists. Yeah. I'm so happy it exists, but it's also so sad that this is our reality. Yes. Like, this is our day-to-day but we now. Have, but we have to adapt no, we, to we do. what's happening But that's what's so upsetting to me, though, is, like, we are coming up with every solution except maybe put stronger restrictions on guns. Totally. We're coming up but, with every restriction except for that. Yes, and thank God for these people. It's, you know, it says bulletproof, stormproof, safe rooms for schools. And I think that there's, you know, there's multiple uses for them. They say it's inexpensive. They can be put in very quickly. I'm happy they exist. I think yes. that's great. It is mm-hmm. so sad. And yeah. that was my first reaction. But then I, you know, just thought about it and I was like, if I were to be sending my child to school, it in this day and age, it would make me feel better to know of that course. that's a really they have things exists. in place at least that like prevent that. Because the kids hiding under desks and not enough. It's, it's not, not enough, enough and anymore. They can break down doors. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things that can happen. Yeah. Like you need an, a facility that is. I agree. There. I agree, and it's good. It's just it also makes me very sad because I'm like there are so many other there's steps that can, ways be taken, that can be taken. You know, and like if preventative actions. Be, but if they're not going to be doing it, then we no, have to step course. up and get shit of done. Of course, of course. So with that said, I know we've been saying it every episode, but I feel like we'll probably say it every mini episode until the event, March for Our Lives. We're going to be there March 24th. And if you want to, if you're in the LA area and maybe you want to meet up with us, send us a DM. and so um, A DM? A send, DM? Send us a DM and we will contact you and we'll find a place to meet up. I would love to have as many like uh, ragers as possible together. Yeah. I think it's a really good place to uh, kind of get together. And I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about going on this march, you know? Keegan, look at the bottom of my foot. What the hell happened to your socks? I don't know. Madigan looks like a newsie <laughs> from, like, 1919. Like These just are holes, my favorite socks. Holes in your heel, I holes in your toes. I have a huge hole in my heel and two holes in my toes, and I can't even feel That's it. That's okay. There's a hole in this hoodie. That's um, fine. So you're fine. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Fuck! There's one in the other foot too. Yeah, that's a well-loved pair of socks. I love them. They're my favorite. They're like the ones that I wear with boots, so you can kind of see my socks at the top. Or like, no, I'm they're wearing... they're cute, but girl, it's I, time. I need it, but I can't. Ah! But I can't get rid of these until I have another pair to replace it. Wah, wah. Guys, send me socks. <laughs> Sorry, I just or like... Bomba socks sponsor us because I have a pair of Bomba socks, and they. Like, Are this, they knit this, like this? This is this, not. Though? This is not an ad. No, but the you, you if you listen to podcasts, you always hear people do like Bomba socks, and this is what they are. And they they donate like a pair of socks to like homeless people or love it every time they sell a pair. Anthony's brother got me a pair for Christmas, and they're freaking awesome. But anyway. <laughs> Sorry, um, guys. I'm sitting cross-legged, so like my, my bottoms of my feet are staring at me. And that whole conversation, I was just staring in awe at my bare heel in my socks. Okay, so let's move on to... I feel like we're just going to ride this train. But, Madigan, you saw Black Panther? I did! Did you love it? I loved it. It, the it's little so girl, the girl that played the little sister, Ashuri, is amazing. my favorite thing in the world. And I loved, I, I can't remember the names, my short-term memory, um, the bald woman who wears I all the red. I can't remember either, but the, the, like, the warrior Loved queen. her. I mean, I um, loved Lupita Nyong'o. I loved everybody. That woman is 
badass. Like, she's in um, Walking Dead, too. Yes. And she's hardcore in Walking Dead, and she's uh-huh. hardcore in... Um, I'm, I, I just, wish I was typecast as hardcore. Oh, she's so good. She's so good. Like, honestly, thinking about that movie makes my heart swell and, like, makes me want to cry. Like all It was time. so amazing. It's so good. I enjoyed every moment of it. Of it's that movie. so good. And, and Michael B. Jordan, even as oh, a villain, is sexy as all hell. Surely. Yes, surely he is. And also, he... Um, I feel like it's one of the best constructed villains. Yeah. Because you get it. You're like, you I get, get your you point. You totally like, get it. Like, you are a villain, and, like, you know, you're rooting for um, T'Challa the whole time. Yeah. But you are, like, at the same time, you're like, I get why you're mad, and you're making some really good points. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Yeah, um, it makes the struggle real. I just loved um, the beginning when he's in the museum, because it sheds yes. a light on the way the African culture is being used in museums, and, like, how this stuff, this these artifacts uh-huh. were stolen yeah. from them to yeah. be shown in, like... And it and it shows that culture, this is know? an intellectual. Like he's not just a like. W- I feel like villains are so often portrayed as just like brutes, like you know. Yeah, like, and Thugs he, and, yeah, and yeah. he, and he's not that. You no, know? he's not. But I really, really love that it shows um, how things are stolen from cultures to be shown in museums. Like I love museums and the way that they teach and things like that. But right. there are times where it's kind of the way that they go about obtaining. Their, right. Yeah, their and objects are not always the best. That you know? was something that we were going to talk about. I went to when I was in New Mexico, I went to the Albuquerque Museum of Art and they have a um their main um exhibit right now is Making Africa exhibit. Yes, I love and all those photos you sent me. It's all um it's all African artists. Uh-huh. Um, so you do have some white artists there from South Africa, but like it's you know it's all like African artists, African uh, artists out of Africa and they had an amazing it's probably the best like most well curated um museum exhibit that I've been to in a really long uh-huh. time. And that was something that was cool about it was that it wasn't it was it was Africans talking about Africa mm-hmm. and, like, what that meant to them. And It wasn't the white woman going up to the black man in the museum being like, do you know what this is? Yeah. Like, in Black Panther. I yeah. was like, oh, God, you're and so I, stupid. I took a picture of um, someone, one of the art pieces, which I can post on our Instagram, was Africa, and then it had other countries fitting inside of Africa just to uh-huh. show how, like, vast it is. Yeah. And we think about Africa as being this one kind of... Place. One way, yeah. And it's so much more complex than that. Yeah. And, like, e- there are so many cultures. And mm-hmm. I love that about Black Panther, too, that they really, like, um, showed all into... of the different tribes mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they had influences from that. Yeah. But the reason why I, went, I brought that up again, okay. <laughs> Black Panther keeps getting brought up. But the reason why I brought that up is because as of yesterday, which at the time of this recording is March 10th, would be yesterday, Black Panther broke the 1 billion mark in the global box office. Love it. Which is in just 26 days. 26 days, they broke that 1 billion mark, so... That is. Did you love Jimmy Kimmel's quote at the Oscars where he was like, um, during the first 46 minutes of this show, Black Panther want, got another $48 million. You know, I just did. kind of joking. And then he goes something like, and it's, and it's going to be the... Fuck, he's so much more eloquent than I am. So something like, and it's gonna be the movie. He's gonna be the mo- the movie next year. That's gonna fuck. 
I'm going to look it up, and I'll say it later. It's something about how, like, it's so loved, but it's not going to win any awards, basically. It's going to be the movie that's overlooked for all the awards. Well, I was listening... God, I listen to so many freaking podcasts. But I was listening to the Culture Kings podcast, which is, like, um, three black guys. They're comedians. It's from the House of Works Network. If you'd like pop culture, and they talk too much sports for me. I have to fast-forward through that. But (laughs) if you like pop culture, you should definitely listen to that. But they had a whole conversation in their last episode about um, the Oscars and diversity in the Oscars and how incredible it is, which we can talk about right now, that Jordan Peele won for yes. Get Out. And so brilliant. Yeah, and how it's so surprising. Yeah. He is only he is the first African American to win for original screenplay and only one of like six, I wanna say, to ever be nominated. Yeah. So that's incredible, you know. Oh, interesting. Um, Black Panther is going to get a big Oscars 2019 push from Disney, apparently. What? Really? Um, yeah. Well, they should win for best costumes, hand fucking down. Oh, they should win for a lot of things. Um, but the costumes were un... I remember thinking, watching that movie, like, th- this woman is... Ruth Carter, I think her name is? She's mind-blowing, The what, what she did with those costumes, man. Oh, yeah. God. God. I can't find... Well, that's I can't okay. find the quote, but it's something... If we you've can seen make the it, Oscars, you know. And we'll make a graphic, and we can post it on Instagram if we, if we think of it. Um, so, I have some other things, but I kind of want to talk about something else real quick. Go for it. So, this is kind of a weird thing to talk about. But I we like are recording things. on a Sunday, and on Friday, I wanted to talk about this because I thought, you know, it's not a big deal... But then that's what made me want to talk about it, because it's not not a big deal. On Friday, I'm pretty sure, I would say I'm like 90% sure, that I was roofied. <gasps> yeah. Are you kidding me? No. No. We went to a bar that we always go to. We're regulars at this bar. And Anthony and I shared a drink. Like, And this is why. Because when we woke up the next day, and I was super disoriented, and I was like, I don't know what happened. I was like, okay, don't freak out. Maybe we just drank too much. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we just drank too much. But then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, no. I had one drink before leaving the house. Then I got to, like, when I was getting ready, and then I got to the bar, and I had one drink, and then Anthony and I shared a drink. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So I had two and a half drinks. And then I remember coming home and feeling fine, like, Amy and Emerson are my friends. Uh, we were there for Amy's birthday. They dropped us off. I came upstairs, I felt fine, and they said I was fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I was totally fine. And then I remember telling Anthony, like, all of a sudden, like, I feel really, really, really sick. Like, I feel really sick. Really? And then nothing. And then nothing. And then I remember waking up the next morning, we we were on the couch, I was somehow in a t-shirt, but no, like, no pants, like, I was in in underwear and a t-shirt. Yeah. And, like, I'd changed, there was a bucket beside me that I'd, like, thrown up in, (gasps) I don't remember putting it there, I don't remember falling asleep on the couch, I had worn false eyelashes to go out, my makeup was still on, my eyelashes were still on. Wow. I didn't brush my teeth, like, and I was like, I don't remember anything, and Anthony was like, I don't remember anything. (gasps) And... So then I was talking to Amy, and she was like, do you remember when we were at the bar, and a guy, like, you have to you have to understand, you know, we talked about this in our first episode, when I'm drinking, I'm like a good time girl, man. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm like, I'm the like most fun. open to everyone, and so this guy at the bar, we it was the only time Amy and I were really away from our significant others standing Mm -hmm. together and these two young guys came in I remember telling Amy like that guy doesn't even look old enough to be in here and 
they came in and the guy came right up to us and was like, you want to see a magic trick? And I was like, yes, because that's who I am, you know? So he got out, like, a deck of cards. I feel like there was a quarter involved or something and, like, showed us a magic trick. And then this guy behind you fucking put a pill Well, in? Amy was like, that was the only time we set our drinks down and didn't look at them. And I was like, it's weird that he wanted to show us a magic trick. Yeah. You know, so anyway, the point of this whole story is to say I wanted to talk about it because the way that I've responded to it has been very, like, holy with humor and, like, nothing happened to me. So but it's my response. So weird and you don't remember shit. Right. And my response to it has been very, like, haha, isn't this kind of funny? But it's not funny. No. And it's like this sort of thing happens to women every day and it can yeah. happen that easy and that fast. It's interesting that, like, the stories that I've heard about being roofied, a lot of times it's women. And men who are in relationships, and they and their significant under other end up getting roofied. Yeah, well, because because I think when he saw us two women alone at the bar, because they walked in, yeah, and Amy actually ended up saying to him like, "Oh, I'm engaged" or whatever, and he had us he he asked her to point out like her fiance. I think he thought we were there alone. Yeah, and, and he then didn't realize. And it's like, fuck. That's yeah, a, that's and then a they they dude. did they did leave they did leave, but like he. This is a place where we go so often that I feel so comfortable there. Yeah. That's why. I mean, because I'm not, I'm not somebody who lets my guard down at bars, but, like, we're there all the time. We're mm-hmm. regulars at this place, you know? And I never, I leave my purse lying around. Mm-hmm. I never think about things like that mm-hmm. at, at a place like this. And it's something that I wanted to address because it I is... I think it's good that you did. It is so common, and I don't think people understand... And what would have happened if I'd been there on my own? What would have happened if I drank that whole drink to myself? Like, it it would have ended very differently for me. And I can kind of sit here and, like, make light of it and be real cavalier about it. Because nothing happened, but it could have. Right, and I shouldn't be because this happens to women every day. I have friends of mine who have been roofied, and I just want, like, people to know that this is a Me Too story. Like, it is like a, this happens to women all the time. Yeah. And... So it was just something I kind of wanted to like bring up, oh, you know, because it because when you were talking about how disoriented you fe- felt, yeah. that was me all day yesterday. I was just like, I feel so disoriented. We both left our jackets there at the bar because we left without them. Like we had to go back and get them yesterday. Anthony doesn't remember getting home. We and it's very bizarre to not remember anything, yes. like anything, because I, I, I remember feeling really sick. And then I remember getting up in the morning, and that's it. I don't remember. It's a black hole. I have never blacked out before. I, I have, have lost. I it. have lost moments. I have never lost time like that. Like I have never lost like having zero recollection. Yeah, throwing up and not remembering. How I don't remember throwing up. up. I don't remember getting myself a bucket to throw up in. Somebody put that by me. It was either me or Anthony, and you know. So it's just like. It's it's just something I kind of wanted to address, and, like, mm-hmm. I wanted to let people know that, like, if it's happened to you, hopefully, you know, my case is the best case scenario for being yeah. roofied, you know, because nothing happened to me, but, like... But can you imagine waking up and being by yourself, maybe, and not knowing what happened to you? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine... Or being with someone else, like a stranger. Yeah. but can you imagine, like, rape cases where you're by yourself and you don't know, and then kind of, like, getting memories back of that night, and then I'm watching... Or even just having a feeling of, like, I feel like something happened last night, and I can't put my finger on what Have it was. Have you watched... Okay, so I'm on season three of Broadchurch, should I tell you that? 
Oh yes. So it's I the, love Brad it's Church. The, it's the, the rape story. The rape story. Mm-hmm. So I'm only on like episode three. I gotta watch it's it. So good. Um, but I think that's probably kind of what happened to this woman. She doesn't remember anything, but she knows she was sexually assaulted, and it's just like, ugh. and it's just so vile. Like even if you're not sexually assaulted, it's still very. It's violating. still so violating. You know that was the intention. Well, and you also know, like someone put something in your body without your consent. Yeah. And it also it does take away this. I'm so trusting and open and fun. Like, I... Well, okay, I shouldn't tell people, like, I'm so fun. But, like, I I like to have fun, and I like to be really, like... I like to trust people. Yeah. You know, I like to make friends with girls in the bathroom at bars. Like, I'm that person. And, like, it does feel like your trust has been so violated. Yeah. In situations like that. Yeah. So, if that is something that you have gone through, just know that, like, you're not alone. It happens to people. Be very cautious. I know it sucks to have to watch your drink every minute, but, like, it can be a split second. It can be a time it takes to pick out a card from a deck, you know? Like, it's... It can happen that fast, and make sure you have a good support system with you when you go out, you know, so that you've got people around you to keep you safe. Yeah. And you're not alone that's it okay thank you for telling me that (laughs) yeah of course and i'm i'm sorry like that i know we usually try to end on really positive notes but i just wanted to kind of i was not going to bring it up but i was just like no this is something that women go through and and men go through and it needs to be addressed yeah i think it's good that you definitely brought it up and if i see that guy again i think i vaguely remember what he looks like Well, do you do have, we anything have anything else? positive? Oh God, I don't know. My my Black Panther thing was my positive thing. Damn it, keep it. I'm, just <laughs> I'm no, sorry. I'm glad, I'm glad that you brought that up last, though, because I feel like that was really important. Yeah, and in the show notes or in our Instagram post, we will um, we can provide some numbers for support for you know sexual yeah. assault or sexual violence. So. If you if you're needing support, if you're needing someone to talk to, there are resources out there for definitely. you, and we'll definitely try and and link those in. I just went on Jezebel real quick, and apparently Scientology is launching a TV. I network. had that. That was on my list of things to talk <laughs> so about. So maybe Danny Masterson will get a new show now. My Ugh. friend, my friend worked background on the ranch the other day, and I was like, damn, go, go Ashton Kutcher because they've been friends forever. To like, like problematic people are problematic. Gotta exactly. cut them out, man. Nice is different than good, guys. Nice is different than good. Well, and linking that, like Scientology wants their own network, and you should everyone. Okay, if you want to feel better after this, well, okay, it might still make you feel kind of shitty, but it's John Oliver, so you'll feel shitty in a good way. You should go watch last week tonight the most recent episode where he talks about the NRA. And the NRA TV. <laughs> because NRA has TV channels and, like, Roku and Apple and Amazon are not, like, splitting with them. Yeah. Um, which is shitty. But it is bonkers. Like, NRA TV is insane. And I imagine Scientology TV will be much of this. Like, these people don't need a TV channel. No. Have I... Wait. So, did I talk about Big Mouth in this episode or in the one that we just You've recorded? talked about Big Mouth in a couple of episodes. Okay. Not so this I'm gonna one, mention though. it again, where um, they're doing the Crucible, but it's the Scientology version of it, so it's Tom... It's the Tom Crucible. Oh, God. I fucking love that show. Guys, Scientology, like, pay for like, half of their auditorium. I feel like Scientology is going to come after us, but... No, they're not. They don't give a shit about us. They don't know we exist. That's fine. But just for the record, yeah, Scientology's a cult and we think it's bullshit. I'm speaking for both of us. Yes. Wait, that's not my... I'm just kidding. You're like, sorry, I was actually going to try and recruit you. (laughs) Is that not what we're doing? Is that not what this is? Oh, no! My toe popped out of my sock! Oh, God. You look look like a... mm, 
Okay, well, on that note, on um, that note. thank you guys for listening. And like I said, I will I will link some stuff in the show notes to help you if you are if you are suffering either mentally or physically or or dealing with mm-hmm. any kind of I- issue like that, sexual violence or just trying to get your head wrapped around the fact that maybe you were roofied and like how yeah. violating that is. But in the meantime, Oh wait, no, I have one more thing to oh, say. Okay, never mind. Um we are we have a new platform that our episodes are up on and we should have t- we should have talked about it in our last episode because we're now on iHeart. We're on iHeart. And we're on Radio Public, too. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So we really, really encourage you guys to listen to Radio Public. It's an app. It's a way for you guys to listen to podcasts and to be able to financially support the people like us who are making the podcast. We we do get paid listens in the... in the effort of, like, full transparency, we do get paid listens on Radio Public. Uh-huh. And so if you want to kind of, if you want to get your fix of listening to our podcast, if you do it anyway, you might as well do it through the Radio Public app or through the link in our bio at our Instagram. Does it cost people anything It to does listen? not. It does That's not. That's what I'm saying is I don't think no. that it costs anybody anything. I think it's It doesn't just... cost you anything, and it's good for us. I know everyone has their preferred way of listening. Yeah. I like to listen through Apple Podcasts. I get it. I like to listen um, through Stitcher. We do get paid listens if you listen on Radio Public, and it doesn't cost you anything. It's the same as listening anywhere else. Yep. So you can get the Radio Public public app or if you're listening on your desktop there is we have the link in our bio on instagram and you mm-hmm. can listen there yeah um so just gonna throw that out for you yeah guys. yeah and we i mean i know we just told you to listen on radio public but we are also up now on iHeartRadio, so you can download episodes yep. on iHeartRadio or on spotify um, we're on spot we're basically on everything i think I now know, it's just exciting to, just about everything so so definitely uh and if you listen on another platform that's not available then let us know. Yeah, because we we want to be available to anybody. Well, yeah. I mean, but then how would they hear this? Well, but I don't know. Maybe they're I don't know. <laughs> maybe they found us somewhere else, and they're like, okay, I'm listening to you on Apple Podcasts, but I would much rather be listening to you on Got it. Something else. Got it. Um, okay. Let us know. Uh, and we encourage you to, to rage on. Rage on. Eventually, we'll get that. I don't know if we ever will. We probably won't. It's fine. Goodbye. Later, guys. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.